Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 82 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, in Austin, Texas, where I will be later on today, but right now I'm still in Virginia. For this special edition FRL, Willie, what's going on? B-A-N-A-N-A-S. That's that's what we had going on this weekend. Um, yeah, I woke up this morning. Obviously, it's a Monday. Usually, we come at you on a Tuesday and a Thursday, but I woke up this morning. I was like, we got to. We, we have to, to, right? We can't because here's the deal. I'm gone basically this entire week between Austin for meetings and then Reno, Tournament of Champions. So, basically, this is a- Christian, you go in Austin, Virginia, Reno, or are you going Austin, Reno? I'm going Austin, Virginia, Reno. Gotta get back to my peeps for at least a night, and uh, before I'm gone, because Reno is a long one. It's Thursday, and I don't get home till Monday, so get a little time in with the kids. But you know, we I had this weekend all planned out. I was gonna watch a little wrestling, but just hang with the kids, and you know, it'd be a light rankings week because there weren't that many duels and this that. And wrestling said no, CP. Actually, that's not the way this weekend's gonna plan out, play out at all. Bedlam literally ensues. Rankings changes all over the place, major upsets all over the place, and an emergency FRL is called. We <laughs> we lit the beacons, and um, here we are. We got to do it. Um, and and where do you start, Willie? I I think you start with with Cade Brock. I mean, it's crazy enough. Like it would have been a major major story if they had just pulled Cade Brock and he had lost to Cody Brewer or he had beaten a whatever guy from who knows where. But for him to come out and make his debut and pinfall uh, the returning NCAA champion and your team's biggest rival, I mean, how more uh, romantic could it be? Uh, Yeah, I had just gotten home, just got home, settled in, and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, this this duel's on um, Fox Sports Midwest or Southwest or whatever it was. I was like, "Uh, let me see if I get this duel. Like, I mean – 
literally had opened my computer, checked the tweet. I was like, yeah, this duel's happening. All right, got to watch wrestling. Got to see if it's on. And I just got there to the end of the Clamara match. Um, and I'm like, I'm not even, I'm looking at my computer and I hear the announcers say that they're pulling Cade Brock's redshirt. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. They're pulling him against the national champ. And what an interesting time to do so, right? And that ensued. And then that happened. Uh, Cade shrugged right away. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, he gets a takedown. And you almost don't have time to um, process. process it, right? You're like, okay, well, he took him down with a shrug. <laughs> Let's see how the mess, rest of the match goes. Yeah, he might pay for uh, that later. Right, right. Brewer might just get mad about that. And before you even have time to process all that information, boom, inside trip, pinfall, Jack Spates, nine steps of counseling needed. <laughs> Jack Spates was not pleased with that pin call. And and yeah. at the time of the fall, I mean, it, you can I guess I get but he was he looked pretty dang pinned to me. I don't, like I don't three know. different times before the ref called. Yeah. Uh, so those the grapes were tasting a little sour. Um yeah, for, if you don't, there's a lot of people out there that was that wasn't a, uh, just you're in denial. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, it's like, remember the the Caldwell pin of Metcalf? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like the most controversial <laughs> pin right. of of the They're century. Like, there's no way that Lee Harvey could have done that with one gun, uh, <laughs> because the angle of his back was. People not were googling that. the. People were googling what like the scapula was and everything. It was <laughs> it was great. There were there were charts. There were PowerPoint presentations done. Um, but yeah, so so that this is the new one. This is replacing the Metcalf Caldwell pin, the Brock Brewer pin, both pins that I imagine will live on in wrestling lore. Um, for some time and along with the, who kn- uh, who? Hendrix Chirella. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well talk about a pin. Um, so it's like, wow, what, what is it? So you look at it from uh, the Oklahoma state perspective and you gotta be feeling great, right? You were not getting any production from Harding or, or Crutchmer 33 and you pull Kate Brock's red shirt and he pins the NCAA champion. But do you have to like, temper back expectations a, a little bit can you really can you i don't know if you can just ride that high of oh Cade brock's gonna be an ncaa champion right now i mean well it was do you allow like, like a little the, bit of reasonable thought duel, to enter in i don't know the the bedlam duel was like characteristic of so many other situations this year like before bedlam even happened uh, I was like, man, the the college wrestling season is so whimsical. It's so finicky. Um, <laughs> this school looks great one week, and then the next week, not so great. Um, right. Wisconsin, I don't know if they've been good all year, but they didn't look great this weekend. Um, Nebraska gets beat by Rutgers. Um, I mean, Rutgers but- from, from Iowa to Nebraska was a different team. I mean, and we'll get yeah. to we'll get to we'll get to Rutgers, but I'll just well, say Oklahoma, that, like, uh, okay, so Oklahoma goes in there and stomps Michigan a couple weeks so ago. Oklahoma goes and stops Michigan a couple weeks ago. Oklahoma State looks not good against NC State, and they meet, and the opposite is going on. Like Oklahoma State looks like they have momentum, and Oklahoma looks like they have some work to do. So. And Davion Jeffries. 
And Jeffries yeah. loses to Blaylock. I mean, it was a uh, yeah down down performance for OU in general. And you know maybe it, you always wonder, like with momentum, like how much it, how much it matters. Is it real? Does it matter? Does watching Cody Brewer get pinned by um, by Brock does that affect the matches? I don't know. I I, can, I haven't been in the arena like that to really know. But you have to wonder, right? Like, oh my gosh, they just pinned our guy. Their first year pinned our fifth year. It's like, maybe it shakes your confidence a little bit going forward, or maybe just Oklahoma State's rounding into form. I mean, to be fair, Oklahoma State is a better team than Oklahoma. Like, that was never really in question. Um, But to to the degree of which the dual score, I don't know. Well, Oklahoma didn't get their first takedown until the third period of 197. That's not ideal. Not ideal. So... I mean, Cade Brock will continue to be a story here moving forward and always been a favorite of mine to watch. And I know, Willie, you like him a lot, too. I always thought he had an amazing style, really phenomenal athlete. Super phenomenal, technical. Super technical, amazing talent. I wondered if he needed a year um, just just for a couple different reasons, but I knew he had the skills to go right away. Uh, it wasn't a skill question, but, man. Well, what does that say about their situation at 33? I mean, if you're going to pull somebody of um, Cade Brock's blue chip stature and you're going to pull somebody um, against Oklahoma, I mean, that's got to be their long-term plan. There's no way they're saying, well, you know, we'll pull Cade Brock's red shirt and we'll figure out the rest later. I mean, you got to think he's the guy going forward, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not going to bring back Gary Wing. No, of course not. I mean, that's that's exactly what this means. I mean, there uh, there was other. He already beat. I mean, he already beat Gary Wayne this year. Like he, yeah, he, he was, was so far. Players. He was established as the best guy already. It was just a matter of well, do we use him? So, well, there was uh, no there was, Willie. No. Well, let me say this. There was rumors that Magaldo was going down to thirty three. Mm, okay. So if, if you're pulling Cade. That's probably not going to happen, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have Magaldo go thirty three, um, then you you wait to pull Brock's redshirt. Sure. But if you're pulling Brock's redshirt now, then then they've decided Brock's the guy. Okay. Yeah, the Magaldo dynamic. Sure. I'll, I'll I'll grant you that. But yeah, Brock's the guy going forward. You don't pull his shirt and then say it's an open competition. It's and way. here's another thing. So during the duel, people were tweeting. You know, when Brock's red shirt gets pulled, people were tweeting, oh, I, I, I bet you JoJo comes out of 57. Guys, that's not happening for a while. It ain't happening for a while. Yeah, they're going gonna... if to. If it even does. I don't know, man. People need to relax on that JoJo Smith thing. I mean, but it's the same thing. It's 33-57, not getting production, not getting production at. 33, not getting production at 57. Super talent at 33, super talent at 57. It's the exact same. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. It is literally identical. In what way is it not different other than the names? Um, because in one situation, they have a blue chipper that's trying to adjust to new weights. On the other situation, they have a guy you already know what he is. And Well, yeah. uh, Whatever. I mean, I can't believe we're going to talk about Chance again. But it's well, I, it's a different situation. It's kind of a it's, it's the same situation. Look, from a productivity standpoint, it's it's not different at all. 
and com- comparing productivity and that one guy I is... know, but they're, they're hoping. I mean, there's no there's no real... You know what you have in Gary Wayne Harding. You don't exactly know what you have in Chance if you have the opinion that he can get his weight and, and gas tank on the Okay, first. well, I that's, think that... Sure. The questions are very fair. And the while maybe not identical situations, that's up for debate. Well, I know, but... Incredibly okay. similar. But it's not happening for a while. Okay. It was not going to happen yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We'll see at the scuffle, man. I can't wait. That's going to be. But yeah, okay. So JoJo goes to Reno. Maybe he'll go to the scuffle. But at oh, by the way, hold. On, let me get this in. Illinois is going to Reno. Okay. Right. JoJo potential Imar JoJo match. Mark Perry will once again, once again, coach against his kinfolk. <laughs> One more time. So, um, yeah. So JoJo Reno scuffle. Then we'll see. Then we'll uh, see. I don't even want to hear about. JoJo being pulled until after that. It's not happening. Okay, fine. Let's let's move on from that duel. Maybe we'll bounce back to it. But the the Ohio State Missouri duel is another massive massive duel. A couple upsets uh, tip that um, Missouri's way, and where really Ohio State was in the driver's seat there um, after heavyweight Tavanello pins, which you don't, I don't care. Well, what weight did it start at? I was knee deep in. So it started at heavyweight. It started at heavyweight. Tavanello pins Romero after almost getting pinned, by the way, but he pins Romero. Then Tomasello smashes Barlow. Looks amazing. I mean, Nato is looking. Uh, I'm not going to say he's unbeatable because I think there's some guys out there that, like Nico. They could do a good job against him, but man, is he looking tough. And then. <laughs> The Julius Sinnon happens. The Julius yeah. gets his takedown, and it was like, all right, let's hope that's enough kind of thing. It seemed like well, Johnny just didn't press for more points. It gets to the third period. Sinnon goes double unders, puts him on his back, but they're out of bounds. Okay, no two. He just does it again and pins him in inbounds. And then uh, there was a, there was a thing before that? Uh, it, the, it was called the, the exact same kinda, thing. Right. The fall was kind of out of bounds too. Right. But he did it once before, like literally 30 seconds before, but they are way out of bounds. No takedown. I didn't know that. So he does, goes right to the double unders, bombs him, and you can look at that match. That's a, a nine-point swing. If DeJulius just wins and doesn't get pinned, it's a tie dual score, okay? Even with that. So that was a massive upset. Okay, the, so that was, that was, right, that was a critical situation. But from what I understand, and I, I don't want to – come off as an authority on this because I was at Ironman and I wasn't watching the, I didn't watch mm-hmm. the duel but from what I understand is that Micah and Bo didn't look sharp uh factually correct uh, Micah I, I thought he just looked like he couldn't he, he was not getting the legs like we've seen him do he wasn't really creating a lot of angles wasn't didn't have that motion that we've typically seen from him and I think this is the first time he's had real real tough competition proximal to that one hour weigh-in, whereas we've seen him in tournaments after a couple hours to recover, and we've seen him in duels, but against less than, uh, well, guys that just aren't at Matt Manley's caliber, who is 100% for real. So I think it was was a, maybe it was the wake up, maybe just a down uh, performance. But, you know, that being said, he was winning by like... I know, but look, when's... (laughs) Micah usually scores three points in the first minute. 
Yeah. He scored three points that whole match, right? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, but Matt Manley's good. Matt Manley's good. He had the match one. He had the match one. Uh, although I would maintain that if Manley hadn't gotten the takedown, that there was going to be a stall call to send that into overtime because I felt like Micah was evading in a not intelligent looking when, way. When does when does Micah stall? You know, I I just I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Manley can't beat Micah. I'm not saying that Manley hasn't proven with his one win loss ledger that he's not good enough to beat Micah. I'm just saying to beat him in that fashion where Micah is only scoring three points and backing up and stuff, it just doesn't sound like uh, Micah was on top of his game. Right, right. So it was that was um, a, a big, big upset. And, you know, now Matt Manley, who has been, as you mentioned, really good this year, he's like a top ten guy now. So it's another Missouri guy that, that winds up, um, you know, kind of surfacing and, and – Maybe out wrestling expectation as we're, we're coming and another to another red shirt um, tantalizingly dangled out there was was maybe Miles Martin coming out and oh yeah we gotta talk about this I said that I think you were chatting me during the duel and I'm at Iron Man or something and and I said something to the effect of did they pull did they pull Miles and you said well. Bo, Bo didn't look that great at 65, so maybe they're wondering about his effectiveness, and they just held off on doing that. I, I, uh, that's my theory. I mean, they weighed him in. He was in a singlet, so I, I don't know. I, he was obviously preparing to go. It wasn't something like he's not ready for Blaze Butler kind of thing. Like they, It was known that was their, Missouri's guy. Right, right. I think it was a matter of, well, we're not winning this duel. And Bo Jordan just got ridden like crazy by Daniel Lewis, who is a monster on top, mm-hmm. but just didn't look great. I mean, you know, Daniel Lewis looks for real. Bo scored when he had to, but it was tough sledding. It wasn't um, – was, and Bo couldn't turn it, man. I was surprised. He had quite a few opportunities on top and couldn't couldn't put Lewis over despite getting boots in. So I I think that is probably what happened. I That's just my – Watching the duel, speculating. I think they watched Bo and they're like, "Okay, let's um, let's hold off. We don't have to make this decision now, so let's not, because um, you can't unplay that that, mm-hmm. that card." So that's where they are. Maybe they're gonna move him back up. Maybe they're not. We're gonna rank Bo at sixty-five this week because he wrestled there, and we'll go from there. But it's it's definitely <laughs> something that uh, that we'll continue to keep an eye on. Um, but I still maintain that ultimately. Um, Miles Martin's the guy, and you can't overreact. I mean, you can't overreact to Bo's first time competing down at 165 either this year. I mean, it's not like he's wrestling against Joe Schmo. It's Daniel Lewis. It's really tough. That place was electric, and and he beat a, a top ten guy handily. So that arena looked cool. Yeah, it looked good. They they had it packed. They had it packed. So that was that was a great duel. It was um, Nicholas Tech Kenny. Yeah, boy. I mean. Oh, it did not look good. I mean, Miklas looked great, like, but Kenny did not look like. Like him. on on what? Like takedowns or turns? Was yeah. it all turns or all of the above? All the things uh, available in scoring and wrestling. <laughs> Willie Miklas did those to Kenny Courts. He cradled him. He turned him. He took him down. Um, Miklas looked great. It was it was a it was a great performance by him. It was in Missouri. And then, <laughs> and then Ben Askren. What is going on with you and Ben Askren? He all right. So. 
he's a fighter, right? He doesn't know what he's talking about here. So well, he, uh, so fighters don't want to know what they're talking about? Well, no, he doesn't. Okay, it's just Ben that doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, you I know. I don't even know listen. what's going on. All I know is that the guys on the Flow Wrestling team, every five minutes are like, Christian and CP are doing it again. Christian and CP, huh? I mean, Christian and Ben are doing it again. And I'm like, doing what? And they're like arguing on Twitter. And that's that happened all weekend, and I don't even know what you guys are arguing about. He's it's about dual or the the dual rankings. He doesn't think because he's an incredible homer. He doesn't think Missouri's ranked high enough. Now here's the the hilarious thing. He st- he still doesn't get it. He thinks that Missouri beating Ohio State the way they did is some like indictment of my rankings, which it's not. An unranked guy pinning uh, a ranked guy. It does not mean my rankings were wrong. It, it's an upset, and Micah Jordan um, losing to Mile or to Matt Manley, who he just um, outplaced at Vegas, is not like oh my rankings were right. The rankings were right. Missouri just won matches. Right. He just outplaced them well, last week, right? An, an unranked guy um, pinning a ranked guy and a deservedly unranked guy. You know that's 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 the way it goes. So he thinks this is like some victory for him, but. It just it actually typifies how little he he understands it. But now well, now well, Missouri will be ranked ahead of Ohio State in our door. I did not even pay attention to it for one second because Ben is a notorious needler, and you are notoriously easy to need, needle. Yeah, so, well, I like, just you know uh, I'm like I don't I don't know what's going on, but I know what's going on. Ben is poking at Christian, and Christian. Uh, is easily perturbed and whatever. I was never at any point perturbed. I think it's fun, but everyone thinks I get like mad or upset because I defend um, my perspective, which is all all I was doing. But yeah, Ben Ben was wrong. But Missouri will get a massive jump. They'll be like fourth or fifth right now. They'll pass. Oh. So Ben was right. Um, no, <laughs> no. Uh, he. he See, you're doing it. You're falling into it. You, but Willie, you know what you're doing too. I know. I'm needling you, and you're getting perturbed. I'm needleable. I'm needleable. Before we leave Missouri, um, Jaden Cox spiked Phil Phil Wellington on his head, uh, his cranial region, yesterday, and got DQ'd. It was, I don't know, it's kind of very unJaden like. He was very. I mean, I get why he was upset after he got DQ'd, but I mean, I, it, I I don't a little bit. Like, I understand that. I understand he's mad. He wants to wrestle. Like he, he you know, there's a history there with Wellington, and um, he wants to wrestle him. And don't DQ me. I understand he, him getting mad, but I don't understand him. I don't know. I don't understand why he'd be like. Well, why was I DQ'd? <laughs> you he dumped the dude on his head on a basketball court. Right. I mean, and normally I'm very like, okay, come on, let him go, let it go. I'm not like Mr. Throw the book at him guy. Yeah. Like, that's not really me. I'm like, sometimes the momentum takes you off. But it's like he didn't even pick him up until we were at, they were out of bounds. Like, they, so he lifted him well after they were out of bounds. I mean, you know where you are. Jaden knew what he was doing. So it was just very – I think it was out of character for Jaden. And <laughs> – Phil Wellington, I don't know if you've ever met him, is literally maybe the nicest guy you could meet. Like, just like so nice. But I get Jaden doesn't probably feel that way since he lost to him. But I feel like it's very well established that Jaden is much better than Phil Wellington. But maybe he still carries a a chip on his shoulder because of that. But regardless, Jaden 
Gets well, DQ'd. I wouldn't have. I don't know the whole story, right? Maybe Phil wanted to wrestle and they told him he couldn't. I don't, I don't that's, know. That's actually what I, I heard. Was, if I was Greenlee or if I was a trainer, I wouldn't have let him wrestle. Uh, and it wasn't because I think people are focusing on the the table that got shattered. Yeah. Um, but if you rewatch it, his head hits like vertically yeah. on the basketball floor. I like I wouldn't have messed with it. No. I mean, especially in this litigious era we live in where everyone wants to sue everyone for just get I don't know. You don't want to play that game um uh, with head injuries and stuff like that. If he was cleared, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's fine. Maybe he's got a really hard head, but uh, I don't know. That it just looked bad. You watch it and it's like, ooh. His head, his freaking. neck. I mean, it crunches. Right. And it's like 400 pounds of of strength there coming down um combined all on a not giving hardwood floor so that was that kind of stunk i didn't but it's it's tough to beat Jaden cox at 100 percent, right you're gonna do it dazed and potentially paralyzed and <laughs> you know yeah not not worth it so there's the dq i i don't know how you handle this kind of stuff but i am not gonna penalize or reward for this in the, no in the you would rule it as like it didn't happen yeah exactly like it was an injury default um the only DQs I consider are like when you get stalled out of a match. Obviously, those are the only ones I, I factor into rankings. Glad we're like-minded there, Willie. So that's kind of Missouri. A very eventful weekend for Missouri, who has now won 32 straight dual meets in that a row. That is impressive. Wrestling here, wrestling's bad at like historical, um, yeah, data. Keep, right. Like, like you can go look up how many times, um. Pete Rose picked his nose as manager of the Cincinnati Reds. 14. Right, but you can't look up, like, the longest dual meet streak or or maybe maybe that nugget of information is out there, but, like, you know, the top 10 dual meet streaks. But 32, Missouri has won 32 straight dual meets. That is impressive. And you know what? what's, what's cool about it is that Missouri gets on the phone. They try to schedule as tough a dual schedule as possible. And I know I'm not going to get into specific teams that say no, but there's some good, good teams out there that Missouri calls up every single year, and they say, nope, 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 not going to wrestle you, not going to wrestle you. They do not want to wrestle Missouri, and there's other teams that don't want to wrestle Missouri, but they do anything and everything they can to make sure their schedule is nailed. So for them to do that um, 32 in a row with the schedule that they wrestle, going into national duels, it's, it's really flat, impressive. Flat gate. Flapgate, overcoming Flapgate. Yeah, they've done it all. So, yeah, hats off to Missouri, Brian Smith, the the wrestlers there. I mean, what a program. What a job they're doing over there. And, um, yeah, what else can you say about, about the Missouri Tigers? Are they I, – I, you know, I don't know if they're rounding into that title contending team yet just because they don't have the – I mean, Jaden's about their only – Unless I'm overlooking someone, guy that I think could win a title. Maybe you could say LeVon Mays could. Maybe he can. Maybe LeVon Mays is the number two guy at 149. Um, I don't know how he does against Sorensen. I think I know how he's going to do against Rutherford. But on, on paper, right, they don't have a whole lot of right. top, top fours. Right, and that makes it tough. But it makes them a really, really scary dual team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's Missouri. Good job there. Want to talk about Rutgers a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um Rutgers goes to it was a big duel. It was a a duel I was looking forward to. I didn't expect in any way, shape, or form for Rutgers to win that 
to win that duel. Which, looked, which duel are you talking about? They wrestled two Iowa. duels. This, okay. So I was uh, Rutgers is going to Iowa, which by the way is super weird. That Rutgers would go to Iowa, wrestle them on a Thursday, drive all the way back across the country when they're about three hours from Nebraska, yeah. and wrestle Nebraska back in their own gym. But anyway, I wanted to see. I didn't expect Rutgers to be Iowa by any stretch of the imagination, but I wanted to see use that duel as a barometer, right? Because mm. I. I like Rutgers. I like um, Goodale. And I like their staff, and I like the components of their team, and and um, you, you kind of root for them to do well, you know, to build that program up. And so I think they have a, a pretty good lineup and a pretty good dual team this year, from what we've seen so far. But now they're going into the most vaunted um, arena in wrestling. Let's see how they do against Iowa, and. Um, they got beat up a little bit. Like, oh uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't really wrestle hard for seven minutes. I mean, I, I was, yeah, I was kind of disappointed in not that they not that Thomas Gilman beats Sean McCabe or that Corey Clark beats Anthony Geraldo, but some of the takedowns they gave up, they're just like diving at legs and just giving up go-behinds. And, and I thought things. Geraldo and Dippery gave up some easy ones. Easy ones. And and those are, like, legit guys. Like, they're not – they're good wrestlers. So I was surprised, you know, what what's factoring in there? Is it the is it the travel? Is it, oh, my gosh, I'm in Carver-Hawkeye. Oh, my gosh, this guy's really good. I don't know what it was, but I was – I've watched that team a lot this year, and I don't care how good Iowa is, and they are clearly much better than Rutgers – I thought that the Rutgers would give you a little more there, and I I think probably Rutgers, the staff, the athletes would would recognize that themselves. I mean they they were were beaten up pretty badly. Even man, Logan Ryan wrestled Ashnault tough. Ashnault, who by the way looks amazing. Um, you know he rode him for a while. He was he was in there. I think might have gotten a takedown. So it was Carton. Carton, yeah, it wasn't even Logan Ryan. It's Topher Carton. Excuse me. Thank you, Willie. So, yeah, Topher Carton, maybe is that going to be the guy for Iowa um, until Brody Gerthus comes back? I don't know. Sam Stoll p- picks up the upset over Will- Billy Smith. I'm not going to get too carried away on that upset. He took um, what amounted to be, I think, zero shots. And then I think Smith panicked a little bit, took an errant shot, and Stoll was all over him, ready for that go behind. So it's a good win, and it, I think it puts Stoll in a tier uh, with Billy Smith. But I'm not gonna. I mean, it gets him ranked. He's in. He's a top 15 guy now, in my opinion. But I'm not gonna get too carried away uh, on that win, where I didn't see a lot of offense from either guy. Actually, I didn't think either guy looked particularly good. Well, it's a good win for Stoll. No, it's doubt. a great win but, for Stoll. But- I get, right, I, I agree with you on the other points. Um, how about Nick Gravina, though? You like Nick Gravina. Love him. I mean, I like watching him against Gabe Dean. I was like, okay, this guy's going to beat some good dudes this year. Not Gabe Dean, but and then he wrestled um, Brooks really tough. Gets a takedown, rides the tar out of him. Don't say it. <laughs> then Brooks goes roll through and no. listen. We shouldn't even talk about Listen, it. Listen, quit it. Brooks goes roll through tilt. And I'm not saying they should have called it, but I'm saying in a lot of different arenas, maybe the ref slapping the mat there. No. I mean, go watch. Would you do me a favor? Watch the Brunson-Meyer pin. If they're going to call that one, 
Oh, that was stupid too. What they called that one? That's my. It was stupid. Okay, and who got the call there? Well, that ref wasn't stupid. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm being a little cheeky here. I'm being a little, a little sarcastic. I don't think. Non that... control falls are stupid. You should have to hold them there for thirty to forty seconds. <laughs> They're, they're so fluky. I don't like them either. Sammy Brooks is going for an offensive move. Uh, Nick Gravina really did nothing to. No, he was. But for what it's worth, I feel like Gravina was like set up to to counter that. Like he was. I think he had a, a trick up. Yeah, his sleeve. but I don't care. It's stupid. Non-control. Non-control falls, falls are kind of stupid. And they so many times, that's how that's how good guys get upset. Non-control falls. Um. But I, I felt like you could have called you, you it. You have to. You have to. If I was a referee, you'd have to hold him there for a little bit. For a little yeah. bit. I'm not saying they should have called it. I'm just saying, it was. I, I'm sure there were some nervous Iowa fans in the uh, in the arena at at that point. Actually, yeah, I think some would even admit he was like maybe pinned. But I I agree. In the spirit of the sport, I don't like non controlled falls either um, that much. So yeah, but anyways, Gravina looks good, right? He looks he looks really tough. Then he goes and and beats TJ Dudley a couple days later. Kind of I didn't know that the big win was coming that soon against the number three guy in the country, but there it was. And he's got this great slide by. He's obviously really good on top. And you know, Nick Gravina, he's 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 for real. Is he a, a top ten guy? I'm I'm not gonna carried away not gonna get ahead of myself not not based i mean you he, know he can wrestle like with Nebraska, all these guys i like dudley but dudley losing a match isn't you know it so happens it's not earth shattering no it's nothing new i mean he'll 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 have a stinker every now and again and that maybe i was a stinker maybe it was gravina i felt like ruckers was ready to go every match there and it's weird right when you see you go to iowa and you get shellacked, and you got to wrestle two days later, I'm like, man, I don't know about this. I don't know how they're going to look. But they were a completely different team. Now That's why I'm saying it's, it's it's week to week with these guys. I mean, it was day to day. It was sometimes like, day to day. I mean, you look at a lineup that you thought was something, and then they throw up a stinker. You look at a lineup you thought was great. Um, you, you don't know what you're going to get. You, you look at a team that you thought wasn't going to be great. Like, Oklahoma, you didn't. They didn't wrestle great last year, and then they go smoke Michigan, who everybody thought would be like a five-ish team or could be a five-ish team. Yeah. And so it's week to week, and there's there's so many ingredients that go into a performance. Um, and I think that's what we what we've seen. So so Rutgers goes to Iowa, gets beat up a little bit, goes back to goes back home, and posts a win over Nebraska, who everybody. Uh, the consensus said was one of the top five dual meet teams in the country. Yeah, they beat them and they they get upset wins. They they got a lot of really nice. I mean, Ashnault beating Abdin isn't really an upset, but it's a reverse of what was going on historically between those mm-hmm. two. And he majors them. And then you know, uh, Richie Lewis being Tyler Berger, who had a brutal weekend, getting pinned by Mascola, then gets stomped by Lewis a little bit and Berger's a guy I really like. So now Richie Lewis is is kind of emerging. He's someone that's been like I don't know, he he somehow got ranked in other places and I was like, what's going on here? Everyone likes this guy. He's pretty tough, but I don't know how you rank him yet. He loses to Edwin Cooper, who's not ranked, 
But then um, he looked he looked fantastic against Berger. So that was well, so you know, and then Ab- and then Parati Parati Willie been down a little bit, right? Abedin's Abedin hasn't been looking sharp, um, and now Berger has had a bad weekend. But let's let's see, right? I mean, these things reverse themselves. Yeah, don't be surprised if we see Berger turn things around. I I still think he's so and. Speaking of Burger, speaking of non-controlled falls, that's how Mascola pinned him. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I don't, I don't like him either. I don't, I don't know what you do about. Him. I mean, don't. At the same time, can you just not get pinned when you're a guy's not controlling you and you're getting yeah, pinned? I that's kind of that. a problem, but right? A lot of times you see. A lot of times you see refs call it almost like, "Hey, I know this rule exists. I just called it." Like. Make him earn it. If it's going to be a non-control fall, make him earn it. Make him really stop him there. And like, I think a good example of this is Cooper Moore, Nick Salzer. Do you remember that one at all? Like that was like Cooper Moore did actual technique, like off the single. Right. Like yeah. you could tell, like this is okay. This is how I'm actually going to finish it. I'm a pin him. Nadi kind of did that in the All Star match too. Like you could see him work for the oh, non-control. Of course, fall. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna cape up for your Lehigh Valley boy. I see, no, it's I see, just. I see what's going on here. Like, no, it's not what I'm saying. You can see intent when guys work right. Yeah. For the non control fall, as opposed to Sammy Brooks rolling across his back, Nick Ravina trying to, like, just put his weight down. Like, there was not a lot of intent. Right. Right. As opposed to somebody getting out of position. So yeah, non control fall is kind of the, the topic. So, Gravina. Beats Dudley, great win. Billy Smith beats Jensen, and and Rutgers wins it by criteria. Can I one moment, Willie? I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but it just now occurred to me. Sixth grade talent show. <laughs> no, no, not talent. No more talent shows. I don't want. Just that was a one time thing. I uh, this criteria, the tie breaking criteria. Well, it's mostly it makes sense, but in what world? Does the team that scored the first takedown like I have the most simple fix? Was that was that the thing? Um, I, no, it wasn't. But that's a that's an actual criteria. The first takedown of the match. What by what measure does that determine team superiority? So if we start at one sixty five and I have Alex Daringer and I get the first takedown, I'm gonna win. Even though you could have had the first takedown in nine other duels. It's, it's stupid. It's, why? Why? What is? You know. In a world where the dual outcome really doesn't mean anything, why is everybody opposed to a tie? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I, I like the idea of tie. Maybe there's some measurable things that, like, you know, if you get the most takedowns or you do, uh, I don't know. There's some things. The dual that score can- is tied because you guys tied. So let's go to first takedown of the dual. <laughs> It doesn't mean anything. But, okay, but, all right, let's, one crisis at a time. If we're going to have criteria, should it not be the most first takedowns instead of the first takedown? Is Who it... cares? So you oh had, a, gosh, you, really? had, you had more, you had more takedowns in the first period. We had more takedowns in the third. Why, what's, what's the difference? What is a first period takedown better than a third period well, takedown? It is no, they're in, equal. It is in UWW, which you cape up for. You love that yes. last takedown. You think it makes sense then. That's so. an individual match. That's an individual match. Not not dual wide. 
But, I mean, it's just it's determining but, superiority. What's the difference? Um, it's determining who wins a match. I.e. superiority, yeah. I mean, uh, right, and it's determining who wins a match in um, in UWW as well. It's different. It's different. It's different and you know it. You're being, just being... It's literally... It's also identical. It's really not different. <laughs> it's not no, different it's at not. all, Billy. I'm coming to Texas today, and we're going to get in a fist fight. Fine by me. All right. Just kidding. Um, all right. So that's Rutgers. Did, what, you didn't even say anything about Machine Gun Parati. Mich- I tried to. Willie, do you realize I said Parati six times, and you're like, I haven't... I haven't. You wouldn't even let me get it out there. Can all I talk right, about Parati? Let's talk about Machine Gun Parati. Machine Gun Parati is is gunning dudes down. He beats Austin Wilson. He's already beaten Ethan Ramos. He's your number like three or four guy in the country. I'm saying it. He's got to be ranked there. He's gonna he be did there. All American didn't have a great year last year. Negative. Now he comes out. Machine Gun Parati. He's, he's machine guns a blazing. Uh, but I'll say this: um, Patrick Rhodes gave him a match. Who started that nickname? Machine. I don't know. I, Joe Flo told it to me. At EIWA's It was a Jersey ago. guy. It was a Jersey guy that was like, yeah, you better watch out for Machine Gun Parati. That sounds that sounds accurate. I don't know. Uh, someone from Rutgers or that knows the origins of the nickname, hit us up. Let us know. Uh, we're curious. It's our pretty sweet nickname. Although, you know, in, in today's sensitive culture, can you even... Can they you talk, can you talk about guns? They have Machine Gun Parati. They have Schnalty Be Bobbin'. Yeah, we got They gotta get some other ones. I feel like Gravina could get a good one. I feel Richie like we need more nicknames. We need a lot more nicknames. You liked my ZZ Top? ZZ Top. That is an for Zach Zavatsky. That is amazing because he's really good on top. His really initials are ZZ. He loves the band. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> ZZ Top is a. That's a great, very creative nickname. We need to make sure that sticks. We have to be very forceful about that nickname. Should all right, riddle me this. Should I literally change Zach Savatsky's name in the rankings to ZZ Top? On the page, ZZ should Top. we be that forceful? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Can we talk about Rutgers fans? Do you want to do this? Oh, dude, Rutgers fans, I'm gonna tell you, it's coming. Like, uh, I, it's here, Willie. It's here. It's happening. It's, it's already here. It's happened before our like, eyes. That's so, so. They've been like I a dormant volcano. Rutgers, I root I root for Rutgers to do well because I like their staff. I like the kids on their team. Um, people have been giving them crap for a couple years. Like, you know, they still haven't turned the corner. And I'm like, it's coming. I, I have faith in this administration, and it's going to come. And it seems like it's coming. But the whole time, <laughs> the whole time that I'm hoping – you know, and saying that they're going to be all right. In the back of my mind, I'm like, when it happens, these New Jersey fans are going to be intolerable. They're so out of pocket already. They are going to say that their team is way better than they are and that they're the greatest thing ever and they're going to overhype and they're going to make excuses when things don't go right. And and so I used to go on football message boards. Ooh. like Like I used to live on them. And when Rutgers got good in football, well, when I say they got good in football, when they were good in football for 37 seconds. <laughs> the Greg Schiano era. That, their fans were completely out of pocket. And I know, I promise you it's going to happen in wrestling. Well, it's like, it's funny to me because they're, they're playing the flow doesn't respect Rutgers. Where's the love? Where's this? 
you don't get to play that card, Rutgers fans. Not against Flow Wrestling. Not against me. Not against Willie. We, I freaking love Rutgers and what they're doing. And I think the um, the staff at Rutgers knows that too. Um, we, we've given you guys tons of love and respect. I've been talking about how things are on the up and up constantly at Rutgers. So uh, you're barking up the wrong tree, Rutgers fans. You're, you're getting nothing but love here, nothing but a fair shake from Flow Wrestling. You just have to try to fight your instincts and actually be rational, which may be tough. It's tough for many fan bases in wrestling. And I think it's a sign of, I think it's a good thing. Irrational fan bases are actually a good thing. Um, you know, yeah, I think Iowa, is. Penn State, uh, Oklahoma, you know, irrational fan bases are awesome. I mean, they, they're just, there's, that means there's like real passion there. So it's, it's. What would you classify Jammins from uh, Minnesota? No comment. Would you classify him as passionate or uh, Martian? Martian. Uh, he, he's a 10 out of 10 troll job, I think. Um, uh, he's going to love that we mentioned him. He is. We just made his day. I can't believe you brought him up. Uh, Fans are irrational, though. Like, they, they don't even – so Rutgers beats Nebraska, and then we get this flood of, Flo, don't respect Rutgers, Flo, don't respect Rutgers. <laughs> I know. Uh, but but they're, they're, there's crazy people all over the place. Yesterday, Cade Brock, Cade Brock pins Cody Brewer – we have stuff up on the site five seconds after it happens, and somebody tweets us, Cade Brock pins Cody Brewer. Flo doesn't do a thing about it. Uh, no mention. <laughs> no love there. Uh, look at our feed. Like, uh, actually pay attention, fan. It's great. I mean, people – I mean, ultimately, it's it's a sign of good things, ir- irrational and, and creating that kind of a dynamic. I think it's good. It's good. But, yeah. We uh, we blew up the the Brock story like immediately as fast. I mean, we didn't have it up before it happened. So to that, you know, I do apologize. We should have had something up um, before he pinned him. But you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe John Smith will give us the heads up because you know John Smith knew that was gonna happen, right? He's like, we're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna stick him. Um, want to go Indiana here? Spend a minute. Yeah, on, let's talk uh, about Indiana. Another Indiana. Big Ten team that's doing that's been at the bottom, started at the bottom. Now they're here. Beating Minnesota, um, who is maybe just not a very good dual team because they do not win many dual meets, as we've come to find out. And what's so interesting to me with Indiana, and I learned this in through a conversation, they are starting four walk-ons. Four. Four walk-ons. Three of them won against Minnesota. So they've got guys. That shows that it's not Taylor Walsh being a hammer and pinning. It is guys being developed that are starting from what we can say a lower point in their wrestling development. And they're getting coached up there. And that's something that you did not see at Indiana um, years ago. You saw hammers like Angel Escobedo and Joe Dubuque just be hammers. But you didn't see those guys gradually improve. And now... Um, now you're seeing it, and I and I love it, and I don't love it because they're beating Minnesota. I just love in Indiana was a doormat. Them and uh, Michigan State were kind of the I don't want to say laughing stock, but maybe they were of the Big Ten. And now they're they're respectable. They beat Minnesota, and this is their first Big Ten dual win in five years that wasn't over Michigan State. So this is like <laughs> no, it is, it is crazy, right? Someone said that to me, so I, and I believe them. So, 
Maybe it's a complete lie, but someone. Elias Oliver wrestling really well. Oliver Luke Blanton beats Jake Short. Alonzo Shepard. Alonzo Shepard's pie. He beat um, who did he beat? Wanzek? No, he beat uh. Brent Hill. Brent Hill. I'm I'm all like seven weight mi- classes different. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a little confused here. Yeah, he beats Brent Hill. Who? Nate Jackson. Yeah, I'm thinking of Nate Jackson. Uh, but Shepard uh, has been solid. But Brent Kale is an enigma to rank. Like he, he beats good guys. He loses. He was that to, way in high school too. Really? Mm-hmm. This is a guy that's beaten Thomas Gilman and Tyler Cox, and he loses to, you know, the, not those guys. You know, so it, he continues to be really tough guy to rank. Continues to be an up and down season for Minnesota. And what, what is what is interesting to me with with Minnesota is just like we thought Jake Short was emerging he was here and then he drops one to Luke Blanton I'm like man I mean I thought he was going to establish himself and then but Luke Blanton beat two ranked guys this year or this weekend so it was a really nice weekend for him but I thought Jake Short was finally turning that corner and then he's kind of back to the Jake Short we saw before well I'm just looking at the box scores now from Indiana Minnesota uh, Indiana 19 Minnesota 18 and the odd thing is that they don't – Indiana won the duel, but they didn't necessarily match up well with them because they got a good guy in Danishek that lost to Kingsley. And, right. and Cole Weaver had to go against Tommy Thorne. Right. Yeah, it was well, not – the the matchups weren't really in favor, but they just they just won. They beat him. So good job, Indiana. Uh, Good job, Nick Simmons. Good job, Nick Simmons, East Lansing Strangler. We talked about him last show when he retired. Now uh, we see the fruits of his retirement. Hey, so speaking of Michigan, when you say the East Lansing Strangler, uh, Michigan, what's up with them? Uh, Good question. I don't know, man. I mean, relative to expectations coming into this year, it's not been – not been great for Michigan, a team I like. And they lose two matches to Michigan State, a team that was shut out by EMU and CMU. So, I mean, I know you're looking, but Rogaliner beats Utsi. Uh That's that's kind of bizarre to me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't have... I mean, okay, what? so. What do you mean, yeah? Well, I mean, they, they won the duel 39-6. I'm Miss... uh, yeah, but. You're 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 having all Americans losing to Mitch. Listen, feel yeah, free. Had... Just look up Mitch Rogaliner's year. Just do that. Okay. So they lost. They lost one match that they weren't supposed to. Ah, uh, you you could, in my opinion, George Fisher should beat Javier Gasca. Um, I mean, what what is up with Gasca? Every two years in a row, he comes out at 33, looks great, suddenly can't make weight and starts Thanksgiving, going. Thanksgiving, bro. Thanks. It's. It's hard on us. I mean, he must have. I don't know. Maybe okay. So when Michigan gets beat up by Oklahoma, right? They're not performing as well as they thought they were. But I wouldn't say that Michigan is struggling because Connor Utsi lost the match he was supposed to win, and George Fisher lost to Javier Gasket. Your your good wrestlers are losing. uh, Yeah, it does. I mean, they're just not wrestling. If they were wrestling someone a really good team, who knows what would have happened to Michigan? But that. Fortunately, they were wrestling Michigan State, so it kind of it can hide some of your your weaknesses. I don't know what's going on there. I don't 
I'm not like panicking. Michigan's... They bonused in six of the other seven matches, and one of them was an 11-4 win. Okay. All right. Nothing's wrong. Everything's great. I don't know what you want me to say, Willie. There, I, relative to my expectations for Michigan, they they have not met them. But that doesn't no, no, mean, I'm not, that doesn't I'm mean not much. Disagreeing that. And I think say. that this duel can be an example of that. I think it can be. I think a win, a lopsided win, can be an example of that. I I truly believe that. And yeah. You, okay. You may choose to disagree. Um, I think. So there is this tournament called Ironman this weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, we have not uttered. It yet, and I think we. Wow, wow, there was so much college juiciness, and right. This is the only, this is the only show this week. Probably. This is it. This is and it. We, ha- so we had to get, we had to get to it. Um, For real. And so Christians flying tomorrow, or you know, tonight. Tomorrow we have a, a tomorrow we have a flow sports, um, what we call an offsite, like a, a company wide meeting. So no show tomorrow. Mm-mm. Hey, and we so, have the new lay, new rollout of the site too. That's coming. What? Yeah, today? today? Flow, Flow 2.0 is coming today, sometime. This after, afternoon, right? Hopefully, it is seamless and doesn't cause any problems. It won't. I hope not. It's it's good. It looks awesome. It looks sweet. Might take us a minute to get everything running smoothly, but we'll see. I'm I'm confident. Um. So yeah, do you want to talk about Iron Man at all, uh, briefly? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I opened the door there, and then you talk about you know the travel schedules of us and our offsite meeting. So would you get to it? We got eight minutes. Well, Wyoming Seminary won it without uh, Chris Weiler. Yeah, Weiler's out for the year uh, with a shoulder. Um, that's what you say in wrestling. Yeah, I've, it's I've just the body part. Yeah, yeah, he's got a he's got a back. I was like, well, that's, not not that, not he we. We got a shoulder deal. We a shoulder. <laughs> well, at seventy-four, we got a we got a knee. He got a knee. It's like really, that's common in human beings to to possess body parts. Um, so, yeah. So Wyoming Seminary wins. Uh, it's a really weird year, in my opinion, um, where balance balance really. Wyoming Seminary won on balance. They had two champs. Um, I guess they did have another runner-up, but uh, overall, not a whole lot of elite and firepower, mm-hmm. which which usually um, Blair has, but Blair didn't have, and Graham really didn't have, not enough of anyway. Um, so Seminary is going to move from two to one. And this is going to go a long way in the team title. Right. Now, Seminary right. still has uh, a massive schedule, um, daunting schedule where they have to face a lot of the top teams um, multiple times, including Blair multiple times. Um, and we'll see what Bergen Catholic has. Uh, Bergen Catholic was the number three team in the country um, before this weekend. They will get a crack at Blair at Beast of the East. Oh, yeah, and Bergen's we'll- nasty. Bergen's real nasty. Um, yeah, you know what? St. Paris Graham sort of lives and dies by Iron Man. Right. I mean, their, their whole season comes down to Iron Man, which is the first week of the season. And so, you know, in years where they win Iron Man. Um, They're tough to unseat. Ohio fans are like, well, that's it. We won the national title. Well, that wasn't the case last year. 
and they didn't win Iron Man this year, so it's not going to be the case this year. Uh, they do they do have a duel against maybe St. Ed's, I think, and 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 Blair, but um, yeah. So it comes down to really small matches, you know. For yeah. for them, for them, they don't have much room for error. Let's talk individual individual performances. I thought, and let's let's talk about a conversation we had going into the Ironman finals. I'm watching the semis. I'm watching Mason. I'm watching Wick, and I'm like, this could be a problem for Mason Manville. And you kind of uh, you didn't necessarily call the uh, upset potential, but you seem to kind of agree with me that. This might be a tough matchup for Mason, and he smashed Wick. Yeah, I mean, Wick's Wick's funky, right? He's so super long, and, good on top, and um, and good on top, and he picked top in that match. Yeah. Um, but Mason Mason didn't, you know, it didn't it didn't come down to Mason not finishing because Wick was tying him up and going feet the you know head to feet and stuff like that, trying to pass legs. Um, Mason had quick, clean shots, quick, clean finishes. So, um, Mason much more offensive at super 32 and Ironman than he's been in the recent past for a long time. The knock on Mason was wins three to one wins three to two. Just hand fights hard, holds position, right? Can't take him down, but he doesn't score a lot either. And he's been, he's been really offensive. He's been taking a lot more shots. He's, he looks a heck of a lot more athletic um, as opposed to, you know, stiff and plodding. And it, it, he looks great, man. He looks like the best version of Mason Manville I've ever seen. Right. Scary thought. Another guy that really caught my eye from like quarters on was Tariq Wilson. Uh, not uh, this guy. I think NC State got yeah. themselves a gym. And they got him at the right time because this state is they are is, so sneaky. Frank NC, Beasley, Pat Popley, they are sneaky devils. NC State is recruiting basketball players that are too short <laughs> to be playing basketball. This and guy I, is lanky. He is what, long and lanky, but um, look at the guys they got. Sean Foss is the same way. They're Jamal all lanky. Morris, Jamal Morris is the same way. Tommy Gant is the same way. Kevin Jack is the same way. Yeah, right. Um, they like players. Max Roscoff, lanky, lanky yeah. guy. They that it's intentional. I'll tell you that right now. It's they body type matters to them um, to an extent. I mean, they wouldn't, you know, if a stocky guy wanted to go there. But in general, I feel like that's something they look for. And Tariq Wilson looked great all Ironman long, and I, I think he's going to be. Uh, we're going to look back on it. It's going to be a, one of the steals of the recruiting class. You know, he's ranked twentieth in the country. Not super high on the big board. Didn't place at Super Thirty Two, and now well, I, right Iron Man, Super Thirty Two. Like these tournaments are just feeding frenzies for college coaches. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know of a kid this weekend that got five offers on the floor. Really? Right. Wow. And is that legal? I don't know. <laughs> don't use I the. Don't, know. don't, don't say know. the coaches' names. Then I don't know, but it happened. Um, <laughs> Keep the names out of it, then. So, the interest. I know that when Tariq Wilson was doing what Tariq Wilson was doing, that college coaches were scrambling like, "Oh my God, we got to get this kid. Oh my, oh my God, what's the situation? Where's he going? Uh, what's his deal? What? Well, how's his grades? 
um, too can late. They make him an offer? And then they find out that he's already signed to NC State. And so getting guys – so so you often wonder – You a lot of people um, disgruntingly say, well, I don't understand why – you know, these guys verbal so early. I don't understand why they sign so early. I don't understand why college kid, you know, colleges sign these guys early because you don't know what they're going to be at the end of their, you know. Uh, well, that's why. Because if NC State wouldn't have signed them early, everybody would have been all over. Everyone and their brother is calling this kid. And now you're competing against, you know, big, Everyone. big programs where they got in on the floor early. So, so you're up. right. Some, sometimes... Sometimes it burns you because you sign a kid early and he doesn't hold up into his end of the bargain or, or doesn't end up being what he was supposed to be. And other times um, you get in on the ground ground floor and get him before, satch him up before anybody else can. Yeah, yeah. So great job um, by Tariq Wilson, someone I thought to stud. Real Woods, Hammer, loved him. I think uh, he, he's going to be guy. so good, right? Let's talk talk about Montini for a second and St. Edwards who both had a great tournament there. Montini came in on rank St. Edwards. Um, these, they coached guys up is Israel Martinez coaches guys up. St. Edwards coaches guys up because they get these guys every year, every year, what they have on paper is not as good as what they will be every right. year. Yeah. Yep, outstanding. They do they do a great job. Real Woods and Hunter uh, Ladner. Am I saying that right? Ladner. Ladner. Okay, just gonna ignore that eye. It's not even there. All right, Ladner. I don't know. Ladner. I don't know. I feel like I feel like there should be a, uh, a long e in there. There's another one, right? Going to Harvard. Going so. to Harvard. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. Every every time I watch him, I'm I'm super impressed by by Ladner. So. That's a that's a good guy for St. Ed's, and as always, those programs are producing, producing at a high high level. Um, Willie, what wh- what do we do? It's it's eleven right now in Virginia. Christian, come! I uh, haven't even packed yet, Willie. I was supposed. This was my here. packing window. Who's you picking ma- you up the airport, bud? Uh, I hope Joe Flo because I'm I'm staying at his house. Joe Joe Flo, he won't let me down, right? I don't know. Uh, I'm well. You didn't ask me to pick you up. You Would you, well, I feel All like right. it would be rude. I'd be like, hey, Willie, will you pick me up so you can take me to Joe's house? Do you want to do that? I have not I have not told Joe the time I'm arriving at the airport. So if you want to pick me up, that's on the table. But you just have to take me to Joe's. Because I'm not okay. staying with you because you snore ungodly. <laughs> hey, no, you have Joe pick you up. That's your best friend now. Oh, <laughs> you are so salty. Your sodium levels are high, Willie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I guess that's that's it for this week. I'm so sorry. Maybe we can sneak one in that's not live. We can maybe try that, Willie. Would you be open to trying that? Can we give them a glimmer of hope? I don't know, because that would truly be a podcast if we call it FRL, Jason Bryan. Oh, my, my gosh, it's email. not live. What are oh you doing? Goodness, Jason Bryan. This is a problem. Okay, but may- right. maybe we'll do something. Maybe we'll do something. We'll, we'll give you a little glimmer of hope that we'll do another one of these. Who knows what's going to happen uh, in the next week. We've got a lot going on. This weekend's crazy, Willie. Where are you? You're going to, uh, the, going to the U.S. Open. Well, also known as the Olympic Trials Qualifier. Everyone just calls it the U.S. Open, even though it's not even called that. It's, called, it's not even called Olympic Trials, but it's called Senior U.S. Senior Nationals is what it's called. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, you'll be there. I'll be at Reno. we got some other stuff going on. As always, we thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, five-star rating, the whole shebang. And uh, we'll see you next time, whenever that is. Thanks, guys.